Welcome to the Revolution Sports Podcast. This is your host, Tyler Wood. Thank you for joining us today. On this Saturday morning is week 13 of college football. We're doing our preview and prediction show, as always, every Saturday. But this is more important this week just because it's rivalry week. Everyone hates everyone. No one likes each other. It's all bad blood. It's it's the best week in college football outside of college football playoff and conference championship week. So right now, best week that we've had so far. And, I mean, there's not too many, like, fantastic matchups across the board. We really got, I'd say, about three really, really good matchups. There's only two ranked on ranked. So, I mean, it's just primarily, it's just everyone hates everyone, and that's what makes it so fun. You, I mean, when you have weeks like this, you have it where teams that are not supposed to win play their best game of the year. They end up beating the team with the championship aspirations, with, with everything on the line, and that's the potential that we could have this weekend. And so you just have to be very careful if you're one of these top teams to go in here and just think we can just play our normal brand. No, you can't play your normal brand. You have to take it up just one more notch than what you normally do. You have to fight through the adversity because you're going to get some, especially if you're on the road. That crowd's going to be rocking. And, I mean, just everything's on the line, especially in some of these games. you got college football playoff spots on the line. you got conference championship spots on the line. I mean, just everything is out there. And then on top of it, you add in the factor that everyone hates everyone. That is just what makes this week so fun. So we got a couple of matchups we're going to talk about. Like I said, there's only about three really big ones that we're going to look at. We're going to look at Penn State and Michigan State. We're going to look at Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. And then we're going to look at Ohio State and Michigan. So that is our biggest game of the week, Ohio State and Michigan, as it should be for anyone in college football because that – game basically has every single thing you would want in it like I was talking about basically the Oklahoma Oklahoma State game does as well but just with both teams with Ohio State being ranked number two Michigan ranked number five it's just so big basically you win this you're in the top four you're sitting there good going to a conference championship you're going to play a good team coming out of either way you're going to play Iowa or Wisconsin but you're basically in the driver's seat. You control your own destiny. Now, right now, about the looking at how stuff shakes out based on tomorrow, about the only team that looks like a lock for the playoff, no matter what, is looking like Georgia. So, outside of that, you're looking at you got three spots right there that are up for grabs at this point in the season. There's no one else undefeated outside of Cincinnati, but Cincinnati basically has a has. I should say a, a mark on their resume just because they don't play no one already. So if they slip up once or they just don't really close out the season well, they could find themselves outside of it if other teams play really good on the on the backside. But so lots of stuff still up in the air right now. But with that said, though, we're gonna just jump right into the first matchup we're gonna talk about. I already mentioned it. You got Penn State at Michigan State. Penn State is seven and four. Michigan State is nine and two. This game is going to be at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC, and Penn State is favored by two points in this one. And I fully agree with this line right here. It should be Penn State. I think you could even be it could be even a little bit higher in this matchup just due to the fact how bad Michigan State's been playing. I feel like this is just another bad opportunity for them, a bad mismatch, just due to the fact that we found out, and like I said in a recap of last week's after the Ohio State matchup, we found a stat that a lot of people, I mean, that I mean, I listen to everything, hear everything I overlooked on myself was a stat that just really played a whole factor in that game. And we saw it just in the, I mean, not even in the first half, the second half, the whole game was Michigan State being one, ranked 130th in pass defense, which is the worst in FBS football. Absolutely terrible, absolutely atrocious. Cost them that game against Ohio State. They got routed 56-7, to and then they turn around and they got to play Penn State. Now, thankfully, about the only thing right now going for 
Michigan State as they got home field advantage, which is big in a rivalry game. So that's huge. The problem is, though, your offense isn't playing well and your defense is about to play another good quarterback that has the potential to torch you down the field if you're, I mean, if you just don't play better. So you basically have to have a whole turnaround performance if you're Michigan State in this. Peyton Thorne has to play better. Kenneth Walker III has to play better. Just everybody on the whole team has to play better. And it's going to be really hard, especially with this type of matchup, because you see last week Penn State did a great job last week. They had a shutout against the Rutgers. That was without Sean Clifford. He's back now this week, and he's going to be ready to go on offense. So the defense is playing well. Then you're going to go in there and play against the Michigan State offense that's struggling. And then you're going to have a Penn State defense that is ready to go against this offense. So it's just a really bad matchup if you're Michigan State. And to me, that's why I'm going to go ahead and just give, throw, out the, throw out my number for this one. But I got Penn State winning this one 28-17. I just do not see with that performance. You only got seven points against Ohio State last week. I'm not seeing you get much more than that against Penn State. I give them 17 because I think they will play a little bit better. But still not enough. And Penn State, they're not a high-scoring team. That's why I'm only giving them 28. But that should be – I would not be surprised to see them get more if Sean Clifford especially does a really good job, which I expect him to do in this matchup just because of how bad that that Michigan State uh, secondary is. So definitely looking forward to that one. Like I said, that one's going to be at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time on ABC. So definitely a fun game to keep out for, keep an eye out for midday. These all three, three of these games are at different time slots. So you got three thirty here, you got seven thirty in the next one, and then you got noon in the other one. So be able to just basically flip the channel to the next one and uh, be able to keep up with everything. But next matchup we got up, we got number ten Oklahoma ten and one versus number seven Oklahoma State. They're ten and one as well. Oklahoma State is a four and a half point favorite. I really like this line as well. I could see it being a little bit bigger as well in this one, and I'll tell you why in a second. But looking at this matchup, it's funny because we we jump all over Oklahoma just because of, they were ranked number two preseason. Alabama was one. Everyone thought that Oklahoma was just going to be this dominant team that could probably just go in there and compete with Alabama. This could finally be the year. This might be Lincoln Riley's best team. We heard it all. And then... Basically, just from the onset, we did not see them actually get any better throughout the course of the season. They were very just up and down the whole way. And they had quarterback controversy. They had all these different problems, close games. Defense struggled a lot at times. Looked like they were going to lose a game to Texas. I mean, you go down the list, all these different types of stuff, and they still find themselves at a spot at 10-1 and right now with the potential to be able to play for the Big 12 championship and also – they're about the only team right now that I could see maybe backdoor sliding into that top four. Because you win this one, you got to win against a number seven Oklahoma State. You at least can jump back into that about seven, six spot or so. And then if you win your conference title, I just see it being very hard at sitting at 12-1 and one for the committee to keep them out. So that is something I would watch for. Um, so they, they're probably about the lowest team that I think could find a way to backslide in. But they do have everything there. I just think they need to do it convincingly if they're going to do it, especially this game and the Big 12 championship. So they're going to play a good team in that Big 12 title game. So they have to they have to win, and they have to win convincingly. That would help their cause. But I just don't see how they don't get in if they, don't, if they win these next two. But the problem is I don't see them winning these next two. And simply just due to the fact because their offense has been so up and down, constantly just – you don't know what to expect. One week you'll get 52 out of them against, you know, Texas Tech or 
then you'll get 35 out of them from Kansas or 27 I mean 14 against Baylor then 28 against Iowa State you just you just don't know it doesn't and it hasn't mattered what quarterback's been in there it's been Spencer Rattler it's been Caleb Williams I mean you throw the name out there they're basically performed the same Caleb Williams is probably a little bit more electric a little bit more elusive so that's why I feel like he would be the best best player to play in this matchup gives them just some more dynamic especially when you're going to play a defense that is strong against the running game it like Oklahoma State is I mean they're only giving up 82 yards a game in the rush department they're only giving up 178 in the past 261 yards total is what they're giving up so that is absolutely and that's all they're giving up I mean just straight 261 yards total 178 pass 82 rush that's a really good defense that is going to be ready to play against the Oklahoma offense that has been, like I said, been very up and down. So you're wondering how how Oklahoma really is able to put points on the board, especially you only get 28 against Iowa State. You only had 14 against Baylor. You just wonder how it's going to shake out. I just don't see them scoring very many points. They haven't been great on downfield plays. They haven't really gotten as many as explosive plays if you're, you've been used to from a Lincoln-Riley offense. But, I mean, it's Oklahoma. Like I said, they – we keep saying they can't do this, they can't do that, and they somehow still find a way here. Now, does that mean I'm still going to ride with him, ride with him over? No, I don't because I mean it was just two weeks ago we saw them only score 14 against Baylor, and then they only scored 20, 28 against Iowa State. So I'm just not confident in them. It's just just not confident in their defense as well. Their defense has played better. You got to give them credit in that department. I mean, the last couple of games, 23 they only gave up 23 to Kansas, 21 to Texas Tech. 27 to Baylor, 21 to Iowa State. So they're staying roughly about that mid-20s range, low-20s range, which would be great if you had the usual Oklahoma offense that you usually have there where they can give you 40, 50 points. I mean, if they were had that type of offense, you might, you mean, you could throw them in that number two spot and probably say, hey, you are the, the preseason contender that we thought you were going to be, but that hasn't transpired on offense. I mean, preseason conversation was Spencer Rattler was going to be the top Heisman uh, candidate for the for the trophy this year, and then about mid season they switched out for Caleb Williams in that that Texas game, and then I heard people like Kirk Kerbstreit and some other different college football analysts say, "Oh, we might see Caleb Williams in 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 New York for the for the Heisman ceremony." I'm like, "How? Like mid season? He only played half a season. How does he somehow sneak in there when you got guys like Bryce Young and you got guys? I mean, just that have been better, that have been consistent, that have played the whole year." And so, to me, that's just jumping the gun. That's what they like to do. I don't do that. I just like to tell you the facts, like to break down the game real quick, tell you some stats, and then let you go on about your day. They're going to go over here and beat you over the head with a narrative of who they think you you know should be in, be in the conversation. That's not me. Let it play out. I mean, that's just how it should go. I mean, I'll give you a prediction on it, but, I mean, it's very fluid. It could go anywhere because you never know. Um, but just, I mean, what I'm gonna, what I am telling you, though, stat-wise, this is, looks like a game for Oklahoma State to really make some noise. You win this you you move up. I really feel like they'll be right there, sitting right outside. You're sitting probably about six or so. You might even jump up. If like I said, you got Michigan that's got to play. You got Ohio State that's got to play. One of them is going to drop. So you got potential to side. I think they'll jump Notre Dame, who's sitting at six. So you'll be sitting there right on that door, right there at five. And so you got Alabama and Georgia that has to play next week in the SEC championship. So they're going to be right there. I would not be surprised to see them sneak in there because, I mean, about the only way they don't is somehow Georgia beats Alabama. and I mean, if Alabama beats Georgia, and you, I mean, that's going to be a tough decision there. I mean, either way, but I'm not back in. Do you want Cincinnati in or do you want Oklahoma State in? I don't know. That, that's just a very, very tough call 
when it comes down to it. So there's a lot that's got to play out, and obviously we'll break it down the closer it gets. But Oklahoma State has a prime opportunity. You win out, you're more than likely in. So they win this. They'll jump up around the outside. You play a decent team in the Big 12 championship. I mean, it's going to be very hard to keep them out. So they got everything they, they want right here. But the biggest question for me is their offense hasn't been bad this year. I mean, they're getting – they're getting 413 yards on offense. They're scoring 31 a game. Question is, with this Oklahoma defense playing better, does Spencer Sanders have enough to give you, to give get you over the top, get you some more offense? I think they will. They're at home. That definitely helps in these types of matchups. It's a night game. Place is going to be rocking. So for me, this game is going to, I think, going to swing in Oklahoma State's favor. So I got them winning this matchup. Pull up my score, 31 to 21. So I'm going to go with them by 10. So like I said, I like that line at four and a half, but I could definitely see them seeing them pull it out by even more by 10 points. I just don't think Oklahoma is going to be able to score with them. They'll have about 21 and then Oklahoma State have 31. So you never know. I mean, this could finally be the game where that Oklahoma offense just explodes. We had that same issue with Ohio State for a little bit. They just kept that offense just kept kind of like middle of the road. Then all of a sudden they exploded the last couple of weeks. But, I mean, you could see a similar situation, I guess. But Ohio State showed us that they could do it at the beginning of the year and then trailed off, and then they went back to it. We haven't seen anything from Oklahoma to tell us otherwise that they have that next level. So I'm going to say they don't, and I'm going to go with Oklahoma State, and it's going to make things real interesting down the stretch in that top four for the playoff. And Once again, this is why I think you got to have expansion. You're going to have so many teams that have potential to be left out or that should have a shot, even with two losses, that should at least have a shot to play. I mean, you get hot at the right time. I mean, you look at teams like Wisconsin even that are 8-3 and three right now. You go and you win out, and you – I mean, you're sitting there – at 9-3, and three, you play potentially in the conference title game if you win that. I mean, you mean to tell me with three losses that they shouldn't at least have a shot later on in the year to compete against some of these other teams? Like, I know they lost a lot, and no one should get into the top four with three losses, and it's hard to even say you should put someone in there with two losses because of how small that top four is. But I still think any team that is playing that way that can get into the top 12 should definitely have a shot to play for a national championship because you get hot at the right time. I mean, that's what makes it so fun. And you're playing the best football in the country. That's what it's about. It's the same way in college basketball. It's just whichever team is playing hot, whichever team is playing the best at the time, and that's what matters, which team is playing the best brand of of ball at the end of the year. So that's definitely something to to keep in mind. So with that said, though, switching over gear, switching over to the next gear, we got number two, Ohio State, 10-1, versus number five, Michigan, 10-1. Ohio State is favored by seven points in this game. This game is going to be at noon Eastern time on Fox. I was surprised by this line. Usually Ohio State is favored by a lot more, even in matchups like against Michigan State. We saw where Michigan State was still a almost a 20-point underdog to Ohio State. And that makes sense. I mean, we saw Ohio State go in there and blow them out. That makes sense. I just expected maybe a little bit more in this one, maybe a 10-point line or so, but we don't. And, I mean, I don't, I don't mind this line at all. And it's a good one just because of how good this Michigan defense has been. We've seen them consistently perform well. They've done their job. They've done everything that they're supposed to do. The biggest thing right now, and this is the thing I've been talking to people about this week when I've been talking about this matchup. This matchup, a lot of people want to want you to talk about the Ohio State offense versus the Michigan defense. That is a big matchup. We know C.J. Stroud, and we, they, we know they have all the weapons in the world in that wide receiving core. But they're going to play some good defenders in that Michigan Michigan defense, so I don't think they're going to get 40, 50 points against them. Well, they might get 40. They'll probably get right around there just because of how good their offense has been. But, 
I don't think they're going to get 50-60. Like, I don't think you're going to see the explosion that they had against Michigan State. It's kind of kind of going to be a, gra- a gradual like scoring of points. Here's the deal, though. So you can score all those points as your Ohio State. They're going to score points. Their offense is good enough to score points. The question is, though, can Michigan slow them down? I think they will. The other question is, can Michigan score to keep up with them? Is Ohio State's defense good enough to be able to slow Michigan's offense down? And I don't know because Michigan's offense has been greatly, greatly improved just over the last couple of weeks, last couple of – I mean, you just see it. I mean, all the way from from that Michigan State game, I think they kind of just opened up a next level of their offense. And I know that Penn State game, people are going to be looking at, oh, they only scored 21 against Penn State. That Penn State defense is really, really good. This Ohio State defense is not really, really good. So they're very middle of the road. I would say even a little bit below average when you look at them. But for this, they dropped, They had 59 against Maryland last week. We saw them score 33 against that Michigan State defense. They've unlocked a next level with the passing attack. We see Caden McNamara being able to throw it a good bit more. And that's going to help. You're going to have to keep Ohio State on their toes. They have... Michigan has a running game as well, so that balance is definitely going to help. I think they'll be able to score some to definitely make this a game, and it'll be interesting. They're at home too, so people do not uh, do not realize. I always consider home field advantage in a factor in picking a game just because of how big home field advantage is, especially in a rivalry game, especially in a noon game. Noon games always – it's just a, both teams could be dragging a little bit. That home team can definitely give you that little bit of push that you need. So this one, though, like I said, everything's just on the line when it comes down to this. You got Ohio State sitting at two. You win this, you're in the Big Ten championship game. You'll play either Wisconsin or Iowa, and then they'll probably beat whoever that is if they win this one, and they'll go on to the playoff like we expect. Now, for Michigan, you win this one, same scenario. You're going to play a decent team next week. You win that. You're in. I mean, that, I mean that's basically what it comes down to. You win out, you're in. Both these teams have everything in front of them. They don't like each other, and this is what it all comes down to. You got to win this one. So it's just going to be a fun matchup. But like I said, the biggest matchup for me is just watching how this Ohio this Ohio State defense does against this Michigan offense. How Michigan's offense does against this Ohio State defense. I think Michigan will be able to score points. I think the receivers have done a really good job. I think. Harbaugh will have a good plan for them to be able to go out there and execute. I just I, I like how that's going to trend. But with that said, though, Ohio State's offense is still Ohio State's offense. I think Michigan will be able to slow them down a little bit, but the way that they have been playing over the last couple of weeks, I expect Ohio State's offense to be able to still score. I will give them 41 in this matchup at least. So that is... That is about where I am with Ohio State. I think their offense is too good right now. Now, do I think that Michigan's defense is, I mean, that's a slight against Michigan's defense right now? No, their defense is good. And do I think this means that Ohio State's just going to be able to score on anybody? I don't. It's just Michigan's defense is good to a point. There's, we've seen some other defenses out there that are, I would say, even better. I would even go down the list and say that that Penn State defense is a little bit better than theirs. Uh, Georgia's defense is definitely better than their, I mean, you can go down the list. There's a couple of teams that I think have better defenses. So that's why there's some areas in that Michigan defense you wonder about. I think they'll be able to get some points, be able to score. So I'm going to go Ohio State in this matchup. I'm going to go 41-38. to 38. I'm going to go close, close matchup just because I think Michigan will be able to score more. But I feel like Ohio State will be able to throw the ball around the yard a little bit more. Be able to get this. Basically, I mean, you win next week, you lock in your playoff berth. 
But conference championship week is another one of those weeks. Anything can happen. You're on neutral site fields, and you got to play a a really good team that you may not have even seen. So I mean, there's just a lot of a lot of factors that come in with that as well. So next week's going to be really really fun as well, and we're going to have a special episode for that. That's going to cover all the conference title games from all around the the Power Five. So be looking forward to that one as well. But this one, Ohio State got them 41-38, taking this one and moving on after that, still staying with that one loss, moved to 11-1, playing their conference title game with everything still in front of them. Going to be a really good matchup, though. We'll know after roughly about 3.30, we'll know who's advancing after that. So looking down, though, just got a couple of quick picks, and that was the three biggest games that we wanted to break down. But a couple of quick picks, going to look at, got number three, Alabama versus Auburn, Auburn six and five, Alabama's ten and one. I got Alabama winning this forty-five to twenty-one. I know the line was only like twenty points for this game, but Auburn without Bo Nix, I don't think is really that much of a threat. So I'm gonna go with Alabama pretty heavily in this matchup. So twenty-four points is what I'm going with. So not really going to be a fun one to watch. I just don't think their offense without Bo Nix has that next level threat. I just don't think we saw last week when they lost to South Carolina, the team just didn't respond well last week. So, And Auburn's defense is still definitely a major work in progress. I think Alabama should be able to get what they want pretty much on offense. But Looking down the list, got number 11, Oregon, 9-2 versus Oregon State, who is 7-4. I'm going to go Oregon, 34-28. to I think they'll respond after their loss last week. They'll score a little bit more here. And obviously, it's a rivalry game as well. They'll want to take this one, so I'm going to go 34-28. Going to be close, though, um, being on the road in this one. So, should be a good one. And then, uh, another last game, real quick, number 23, Clemson. Eight and three versus South Carolina, six and five. The reason I got this game on here, we've seen South Carolina. They've been playing some pretty decent football over the last couple of weeks. We've seen some heavily improvement from them, and uh, with Shane Beamer being their head coach there, improving potentially, looking like they can have a decent year next year. And then on top of it, we got Clemson as well, who's co- who's finished out strong. They really struggled at the beginning of the year. Their offense isn't too much better, but they are somewhat better. But that defense for Clemson. And that's the thing. People don't understand. They want to keep throwing the stat out there. Oh, they helped. Georgia only scored 10 points against this, this this Clemson team. Georgia had no offense. The only matchup they played. This Clemson football team is a good football team. I had them in my top 25 for a couple weeks, even after they lost that Georgia matchup. Up until they lost that third game, I knew the talent was there. I knew they had the potential there. It was just a matter of it coming together, and we finally started to see them play better, especially last week when they upset Wake Forest. That was a big win for them. I mean, you win 21 points against the number 12 team in the country, or ten number 10 team in the country, excuse me. And, I mean, that's just a big win. So now you come in here against South Carolina. you got to go to South Carolina. That's something to watch for. It's going to be a good matchup, but I think Clemson will win this one 27-14. I think they'll, they'll hold that that South Carolina offense to only 14 and this, I mean, they're not a super explosive offense. I mean, they were only winning 21, 17 against Auburn. I just don't think they have much offense. Clemson's defense should be able to minimize that as well. And then I think they'll score just enough, just with some athletes. They got better players over there than South Carolina does. So I'm going to go 27, 14. They'll finish out nine and three finish in the top in the teens. I mean, it's not a bad, it's not a bad year for them. People want to make it out. I mean, it's a, it's a lower standard year from what they're used to, but, doesn't make it a bad year. Clemson will be fine. Next year they'll get a 
this this offseason they'll get another really good recruiting class. They'll show up next year. They'll be right back in the mix, no doubt about it. Those are the type of programs, I mean, you can have a bad year. It's like last year you had Georgia where they ended up having two losses, didn't make the conference championship. People wanted to say stuff was over with. They just reload. They come back next year. I mean, you had a year in 2000, 2010 it was, Saban and Alabama lose a couple of games, three games, and then the next year they come back, they're ready to roll again. I mean, that's just how these teams do. Every every so often you're going to have a down year. doesn't mean that these teams should be discounted and thrown out like they're not going to. So Clemson pulls this one off. But with that said, though, that is our preview and prediction show for week 13 of college football. Hope you enjoyed it. If you're looking for a, just a quick breakdown of it, we do have the article version of the preview predictions with those top three games. I have the quick picks on there. You won't find everything we talked about on there on that article, but that's why we have this so we can break it down a little bit in more depth. We don't like to take too long, though. We know other people don't like to – a lot of people don't like to listen forever. But with that said, though, I do appreciate you joining us today. We did not have a politics episode yesterday just because there's not been too much going on. About the biggest news going on right now is just the COVID, the new COVID variant. And we can dive into that on Tuesday when our next episode comes out. We should have some more news by then, but with Thanksgiving and everything going on, just not too much going on. So with that said, though, we will have that Tuesday. Monday will be our recap of this weekend from NFL and from college football. We'll break all that down, and then we'll talk about the conference championships over the course of next week coming out so that's going to be a lot of good stuff coming up so make sure you tune in make sure you're following us on our social media pages so that way you can get all the breaking news and score updates from these games these big time games so follow us there you can find that this article and you can also find those social media links at our website at therevolutionsports.com so make sure you check it out got news that comes on there as well so that's the we keep up to date with the latest stuff so we'll definitely have some some more coming out there when as as things come out so make sure you follow us on our website and our social media pages and uh that's pretty much it for today so thank you for joining us today and we'll see you in the next one